Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Follow me everywhere at Ike Feldman or at Ike Dagon everywhere, as you can see below. Get involved in the show, 646-820-9848. A very, very thick onion to peel on this Monday, December 5th, 2022. A UFC betting scandal that is getting crazier and crazier every single day. Tyson Fury returned to the ring. Being Tyson Fury, can't wait for you guys to hear the sound bites. Uh, get to unravel and look at the boxing heavyweight division. Also, a McGregor Artem update again. And a Patty versus Jake Paul update again. And of course, the UFC Orlando recap, which was an absolute crazy main card. Usually, I like to start this at 4.30 Eastern time, 1.30 Pacific, but I'm about 30 minutes late. But there's nothing wrong. I kind of like the whole sounding live at 5 aspect of it. So I might make live at 5 a, a thing or live at 2 if you're on the West Coast. Or live at 10 at night if you're in the UK. Or, or live at 2 in the morning if you are in Asia. But wherever you are, we are live. Thank you guys for joining again. I am Mike Feldman at Iktagon. Everything. Get involved for the topics that I just mentioned. Or if there's something that sparks your interest. Also going to be doing the mixed martial arts or combat sports movie or content of the week. This week I'm watching Cinderella Man. I'm going to give you guys my review on a future episode this week. So stay tuned for that. Throw your suggestions. I have not seen Vision Quest. Uh, I've seen Kingdom on Netflix. Uh, I've seen The Fighter. Uh, I'm sure there. I haven't seen The Raid uh, I haven't seen any of the Unbach stuff. I've seen one Ip Man. So if you guys have a martial arts thing, I'm halfway through the one with Jet Li. If you guys have a martial arts or combat sports content that you would like for me to tune in and review, send it my way. Again, at Iktagon or call on the show, 820-9848. Let's get it started. UFC betting. The, the, hold on, let me raise this chair. I was almost uh I was almost covered up by my own banner. The UFC betting scandal is getting crazier. So going back to UFC Vegas 64, Derek Miner who trains under James Krause and Glory MMA down in Kansas City, I believe that is. Derek Miner had a leg injury going into the fight. All of a sudden a few hours before the fight, a ton of cash went on his opponent. So, okay, you get this? Uh, Derek Miner has an injury. He knows he has an injury. He knows if his opponent throws any leg kicks, he's going to be extremely weak. And there's a high percentage chance that he's going to lose. So, in his mind, he made it a high percentage bet by betting against himself. UFC fighters could bet against themselves, but now they can't because this is very suspicious there's also a caveat that nobody's pointing out. Uh, I've looked on MMA Fighting, the New York Post, uh, all over Instagram. Nobody's pointing out that the UFC does not provide insurance outside of the cage, meaning if you get hurt outside of fight night, you will not be provided insurance. So it is 
kind of wise for a fighter if he has a partial tear, if he has a dislocated shoulder. <clears throat> uh, TJ Dillashaw, uh, UFC 280 against Aljo. Uh, but it didn't matter. Aljo was running through TJ Dillashaw no matter what. Excuse me. Excuse me. If you have an injury, it's not a bad idea to go into the fight anyway and to cover it up and then get it paid for it later on. Fair. Makes sense. But in this case, with betting, dirty business. And I agree with the UFC's uh, decision to cut and release. That's redundant. But to cut Derek Miner from the UFC because they don't like the handling of this situation where a fighter uh, had a disclosed injury and bet against himself. I'm sure he made money at least he's uh the 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 betting line swung 200 points in favor of Derek Miner's opponent Sheyalan Nurdin Biecki household name and it went from 220 I believe I saw where did I see this yeah, it was from 220, and then it went up to four, minus 420. So if Derek Miner bet $100 on himself at minus 220, he would take home 320. With the 420 odds, he would take home about 80% more at a uh, 520 clip. So those are huge odds and a much favorable betting line if you know how the fight's going to end. So Hunter Campbell, the UFC's head honcho, the guy who sits down, he's the the lawyer, he is the the brain trust of the contract talk and most of the decisions that goes on in the UFC. Dana White is the president, he's the puppet, the guy who uh, shakes hands, kisses baby, curses out reporters. That is Dana White's job, Uh, great handling the the public sphere of the UFC and, and the uh the UFC's public appearance and he Dana White is a an extremely personable guy and uh a street guy he can handle a lot on his feet so Hunter Campbell not so much kind of looks like Harry Potter kind of dresses like Harry Potter um might this is uh, allegedly, but might shake hand like a fish. Might have a weak handshake. Uh, I don't believe so because the UFC uh, is trusting this guy to make major decisions. But Hunter Campbell released this statement. Uh, he was saying uh, November 18th, the Nevada State Athletic Commission informed, uh, informed UFC and Miners head coach James Krause. Uh, Krause license was suspended, remained uh, to, to, to the UFC has advised Krause and respective managers who work with Krause that effectively fighters who choose to continue to be coached by Krause or who continue to train in his gym will not be permitted to participate in UFC events pending the outcome of the aforementioned government investigations. Again, uh, James Krause is being investigated uh, by athletic commissions. Further, UFC has released Derek Minor from the organization. Uh, the UFC believes there is no more important component of professional mixed martial arts than the integrity of the sport. 
of course, it is martial arts. Uh, I hope there's never a, a fixing uh, done on the UFC side because you'd be eating these words. But yeah, uh, things things are getting kind of crazy uh, with this scandal. It's uh, it's incredible. Do you guys think that Derek Miner should be cut? James Krause should be suspended from the the UFC? Should fighters, any fighter that associates with James Krause and Glory MMA, should they not be allowed to compete in the UFC? I say yes at this time. I say yes. James Krause has crossed the line. If he was uh, pending the investigation, if he was informed of this injury, which, I mean, he's a head coach. I'm sure he knows exactly what his fighter's eating. I'm sure he knows exactly what Derek Miner's farts smell like, uh, 100%. Uh, I understand Derek Miner being cut. So what? He's got to go to a different organization to build himself back up. So what? If we saw anything about a fighter building himself up, look no further than this past Saturday where Jared the monkey god Brooks was released from the UFC, a former UFC flyweight fighter, now a one championship flyweight champion. He took the long, hard road and he built himself up and now he's an international champion and nobody's working harder than this guy at flyweight. You love to see him get another crack at the UFC. He's beaten... Uh, and dominated everybody at one and has looked phenomenal in doing so. And one is not to be disrespected. They also have Mighty Mouse, um, who is a legend uh, in the UFC. You also saw Jared Brooks, what he did to Devison Figueredo in Brazil many years ago before he was cut. So this is not the end for Derek Minor, but it is the end for Derek Minor in the UFC right now. Uh, I hope he made enough money in that bet to satisfy, to cross the T's and dot the I's for what life lies ahead for him. Uh, It's going to be unlikely that the UFC covers uh, this leg injury that he uh, really, really, how would I say, uh, really cut deep in this this past uh, weekend. Yeah, he went into the fight with injury, but getting kicked five times in the, the injured, excuse me, a couple weeks ago, uh, getting kicked five times, I'm sure it did a lot more damage, and you would hope the UFC could uh, maybe cover the injury cost and the uh, hospital bills, but that seems highly unlikely. Uh, what is extremely likely is James Krause is going to have to also take the long, hard road back to the UFC into their good graces. He seemed like he was a, a, a company guy and the fact that he was fighting on short notice. He was uh, traveling uh, ridiculous amounts of times to support his fighters to be uh, on site in the UFC Apex or fights around uh, the country or the world. James Crouch is a, is a, is a worker, no doubt. He... I, I believe he's starting a podcast. I don't know if that was some type of joke that somebody put together online, but James Krause is a guy that is always moving forward, so I uh, I have no doubt that James Krause will land on his feet. And because of this scandal, the UFC, they will no longer 
they have no longer uh, for about two weeks now uh, for fighters to bet on themselves. So I, I hope everybody can understand this is uh, this is bigger than uh, any individual fight. This is uh, the integrity of the sport, as Hunter Campbell laid out in his email. So you hope Derek James can bounce back, spin it forward in a positive way. We got some action, though, in the ring this past weekend. Tyson freaking Fury looked phenomenal. Put it on. Derek Chisora for a third time fought him in 2011. Fought him a second time in 2014. Tyson Fury looked crisp, looked clean. Beautiful one-twos down the middle. Beautiful rangy work, the way he used his uh, his post and uh, and his, uh, his lead paw in hand to line up Derek over and over and over, led to a 10th round stoppage. So Tyson Fury looked phenomenal. The fight that everybody's waiting for is still intact, but first Tyson Fury paid respects to Derek Chisori in only a Tyson Fury way. Oh, Derek Chisora! Oh, Derek Chisora! Oh, Derek Chisora! Oh, Derek Chisora. Yes, Tyson Fury is the man. He paid respect to Derek Chisora. Uh, Tyson Fury's been on a tear, has not lost in his career, still is undefeated, has that one draw in 2018 against Deontay Wilder. But in between the Wilder fights, Otto Wallen, Tom Schwartz, uh, Dillian White, now Derek Chisora. You can imagine that a huge, epic, career, new-level setting fight is on the horizon for Tyson Fury. And I'm talking about a Anthony Joshua or an Alexander Usyk. Where's Alexander Usyk, the rabbit? Hey, rabbit! Usyk! You're next, little bitch. You're next. You are next. Me and you, sucker, next. Little bitch. Me and you. You're getting it, little sucker. Rabbit. Pussy. <laughs> Look at it. 15 stone little midget beat a bodybuilder. Well, I ain't a bodybuilder, sucker. I'm going to write you off. I already done one Ukrainian Klitschko dinner, and I'll do you as well, Gaffy Teeth. You ugly little man. You ugly little man. Two things. The bodybuilder that Tyson Fury is referencing that Usyk beat, if you're not uh, familiar with boxing and the heavyweight division, you should be. Uh, Boxing is at a phenomenal time. The lightweight division, the 135ers, and the heavyweights are just on fire. It's a phenomenal time to be a boxing fan. The bodybuilder reference that Tyson Fury makes is about the Anthony Joshua uh, that Alexander Usyk beat twice. And the second thing about this call-out, it's not like Alexander Usyk is on the fifth row, the first row, or tenth row, uh, away from Tyson Fury. As he's doing this call-out, he's about 30 inches away from the eyeballs, eyes-to-eyes, with Tyson Fury, doesn't say a word, has a, like, a very stone-cold smirk on his face, seems like he's looking into the soul of Tyson Fury, seems like he's zoned out everything. Uh, if you guys remember a couple of press conferences ago, Alexander Usyk wore the Joker suit, 
This guy is not joking. He is a no-joke, absolute serial killer that is not afraid of anybody. And, yeah, Tyson Fury is a mountain of a man. 6'9", about 270 pounds. Alexander Usyk is much smaller, though not a small man in reality, but for the heavyweight division, about 6'2", about 220, 225 pounds. He had about a 25-pound disadvantage against Anthony Joshua, but it did not matter. He's got excellent movement, uh, excellent lateral movement, crisp, clean, southpaw boxing, uh, no wasted motion, a ton of output, a ton of volume. This would be kind of a David versus Goliath fight with Fury and Usyk. It's the fight that everybody wants to see. I would say late spring, maybe May, maybe June at the latest. It, it, I can't see it going any later. If it is, contracts fell out, and then we're going to get Fury Chisora 4, and we're going to hear more of this. Oh, Derek Tyson Fury might start relapsing and drinking at that point if he's got to fight Chisora for a fourth time. Hopefully not. Hopefully he gets the Ukrainian Oleksandr Usyk. That would be an amazing fight. The boxing heavyweight division, Fury, Usyk, Wilder, Joshua, Andy Ruiz, Dillian White, Joe Joyce, uh, Boxing heavyweight division is awesome. The fight outside of Usyk Fury that everybody's looking at is Wilder versus Joshua. I have no idea if it's going to take place in the UK or in Barclays Center where Wilder tends to fight a lot. But that's the fight that makes a ton of sense. You got very rival ring. Rival ring? Is, uh, is that a... I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll switch it up. Uh, Styles that rival in Wilder's huge right hand of Odin versus Anthony Joshua's more fundamental but not as ferocious style. It, it would be an epic fight that I think a lot of people would sign up for. Andy Ruiz is sitting there. Could you see Andy uh, Ruiz versus Deontay Wilder or Andy Ruiz versus Joshua 3? That could be interesting too. The winner faces uh, the winner of Usyk Fury, but as boxing knows, there is always a rematch clause, so that might be a year away for Ruiz to get in the mix. But boxing heavyweight division is awesome. Uh, I had a banner for this by uh, mistake. That was there. There, I could have uh, could have put that there, so you guys could have understood what I'm talking about. But if you aren't paying attention, uh, boxing heavyweights division is on fire. Boxing's lightweight division is on fire. you got Lomachenko, Teofimo Lopez, who's uh, fighting very soon. George Cambosos, uh, Devin Haney, King Ryan Garcia, uh, King Javante Davis. I know he goes by Tank, but you know uh, he is a king in his own right. There is a lot brewing in boxing. It is a great time to be a fan. And I am, uh, I'm very much enjoying my time getting involved in the boxing world. I had my second boxing fight this past weekend. Again, thank you to Kid Marvelous for being a marvelous teammate and coach, training partner, friend, brother in arms. I really appreciate you uh, helping your boy out. 
and uh, being very supportive, uh, technically, uh, emotionally, uh, spiritually, just being that uh, that that big brother in a sense. Though I'm older than him in his own right, he's kind of teaching me uh, teaching me the the game that uh, I'm loving to learn, which is boxing. And uh, it was a fun weekend. I did not get the win, but I did learn another lesson, which is called, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this thing, it's called defense. And you, you should use it if you are boxing. It took me to the third round where I actually threw up my hand and I go, oh, he's landing on my hand instead of my face. I should probably use defense and my hand a lot more. So thank you, Justin Kid Marvelous, for the support. Thank you to my opponent, Lou Ortiz, for uh, making me have to get better, making me have to earn it. I thought I could just walk in there, sprinkle some fairy magic dust, and uh, I could get the win. But I'm going to have to go back to the gym uh, this week and keep grinding in hopes of uh, maybe we meet down the road in a rematch. Um, three times might be too much but a second time if i could see somebody for a second time in my amateur career that'd be pretty fun to see who made the uh the adjustments who didn't make the adjustments and uh where you are at the different points in your lives so uh great experience as always and uh always a fun time now back to our regular scheduled dungeon talk with conor mcgregor and artem lobov holy moly uh where we let off uh was uh where we let off was Conor McGregor and Artem Lobov. Uh, McGregor was challenging Lobov to a fight, and we actually have the uh, the, the audio recording of that. Uh, here we go. McGregor calling out Artem Lobov in his own words. This is a call out to Artem the Fanny, Fairy Pad, Lobov. I'm challenging you to a fight tonight, 10.30 p.m., I'll meet you down at SBG Concord and we'll fight for the whole lot. We'll fight for the whole lot. Going through having lawyers message me about defamation and all this soon and all. You're a little fair, you're a little blouse, me. I'll see you at SBG Concord tonight, 10 30 pm, and I'll fight you for the whole lot, yeah? Answer this, rep- answer this f-ing there call out, yeah? You little blouse. Artem is a waffler. Na 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 na. Hey! Na 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 na. Hey! Adam is a waffler. Na, 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 na. Hey, na, 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 na. Oh, Derek Chisora. Oh, Derek Chisora. Who did it better? This is a call out to Artem the Fanny. Fairly pad. Love of. Hey, where, where is it? Let me. Adam is a waffler. Na, 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 na. Hey, na, 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 na. Hey. Adam is a waffler. Na, 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 na. Hey, na, 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 na. Unbelievable. Uh, regardless, the UK people know how to rhythm, uh, harmonize, or uh, keep a beat. Man, Conor McGregor. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. He is lost. He has sunk to a new low. The fact that he is being sued by his former best mate, uh, somebody who had his back, somebody that helped him achieve that that level of status and uh, accomplishments and success that is now suing him for 
uh, a pinch in the pan. I don't even know if that's a saying, but now it is. A pinch in the pan. He's suing him for $30 million. Conor McGregor's proper 12 whiskey is worth about $600 million. I mean, like 95% more. Uh, but Conor's not happy. He he wants the whole lot, and he's willing to fight Artem. And, uh, yeah, like I said last week, uh, Artem's not showing up to fight. Uh, he's going to win the suit. They're, I'm sure Artem is not a dumb guy. Conor's not a dumb guy. And anybody who associates them with John Kavanaugh, uh, Coach uh, Owen Roddy, uh, Roddy uh, they're not dumb people. So <sighs> I'm sure Artem has some ammo before he's going to war with the all and powerful Conor McGregor. No doubt about it. Maybe there's some voicemails. Maybe there's some uh, uh, recorded stuff. Uh, maybe there's some emails and, and texts that Connor uh, is not fully aware of or is underestimating the, the, the usefulness of said text or emails that could be used against him. I think Artem will win this. I, I feel like Artem is just a lot clear-headed, has a lot less on his plate, and is extremely focused at this one goal, which is just getting a drip in the pan, uh, which is $30 million, which he feels is his and well-earned Conor McGregor being sued by his best friends for defamation and for the $30 million is not a good look. I heard this quote a couple of months ago, maybe a year ago at this point, um, it's not worth winning and getting to the top if you screwed over people along the way. And again, I might be uh, chopping this quote up. But if you screwed over people along the way and you get to the top, then you will have nobody to celebrate with. And that's what it feels like with Conor McGregor. He may be the richest fighter on the planet, but he also may be the loneliest fighter on the planet. So that is is sad and that's exactly the trajectory that Connor continues to be on post Floyd Mayweather fight where he became Money McGregor and the whiskey deal started and he just I don't know he's a he's a shell of himself right now not just as a fighter but as a person again if you can watch the notorious documentary let me know if you have. Let me know your thoughts about that, please, because not many people have, and that should be released everywhere. Put it on YouTube at this point. That's a good light. That's a good showing for Conor McGregor. That is the opposite of defamation. That is uh, character building. That's a very good documentary, and it uh, puts McGregor in a very good light. So uh, go check that out because I'm a huge fan of McGregor. I've said over and over and over for what he's done for the sport – very appreciative of it. He got the sport to ESPN, got the sport, sold the sports much bigger because of him. People try to follow and copy Conor McGregor, but they cannot. Uh, people try to uh, replicate his style of press conferences, but they cannot. Uh, Conor McGregor is a once-in-a-generation talent as well as showman, and that cannot be underestimated and disrespected in any regard. But what has happened post UFC 205, Mayweather, Khabib, uh, slide in there a, a cowboy fight and a fight, and uh, a little bit of a sober McGregor. 
there's a lot of mess going on with the the suings, uh, uh, slapping somebody's phone out of him uh, out of somebody's hands in, in Florida, getting in trouble with that, punching a DJ in Italy. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, what did he punch him for? Like he's like, let me fucking DJ, and the guy's like, uh, no, I'm the, uh, I'm, I'm the DJ, I'm a DJ, and uh, yeah, an Italian and Irishman walk into a club, and. If you also look at Conor McGregor punched the old man, that that was probably the worst of it all. I think because the guy had Jameson. That's the rumor that the guy had Jameson in his hand, and McGregor offered him uh, proper twelve whiskey, and the guy said, "No, I'm good." And I think Jameson gave that guy either a lifetime supply of Jameson, or they just they they promoted him. Uh, Jameson also flew Max Holloway to to Dublin uh, for a free trip. And I gave him a tour of the country, so it's funny. Jameson is <laughs> Jameson may be Conor McGregor's biggest opponent, not Artem Lobov or lawyers at this point. Oh my gosh, a fight that is going to happen. Not Artem and Conor late night out of gym, but Patty Pimlet accepts Jake Paul's million dollar challenge to show up for a sparring session, and God bless Patty because that's the right decision. It's just a sparring session. Who cares if they make a freaking Netflix uh, miniseries out of this? It's just a sparring session. Jake offered him a million dollars if he shows up and wins. And if he loses, he has to join his United Fighters Association. I think the UFA, if I remember. Uh, And Jake needs to make me remember. It's not my job to remember these uh, three-letter acronym that he just throws out there to Anderson Silver or Patty Pimlet or the public at press conferences or on his Instagram Make it a real thing. Let's see you in a suit. Let's see you in a court. Let's see you uh, in front of some type of uh, board to get some approval for a fighter's unit. Say it. Uh, Excuse me. Show it. Don't just say it. But Patty Pimlet is backing up his word about the sparring session. I can't wait to see that. And obviously, I will give you guys my breakdown of that. Let me give you guys first, though, my recap of UFC Orlando Stephen Wonderboy Thompson the evergreen Wonderboy Thompson I think he just turned 40 so we, he is now the Wonder Man against Kevin Chevy Trailblazer Kevin Holland he needs to get in a Trailblazer uh, that just makes a ton of sense that fight was an incredible uh, what is it four rounds of just Beautiful wizardry from Wonderboy Thompson. Vintage Thompson, as some people who smoke the devil's lettuce will say. Uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson looked phenomenal with the spinning wheel kicks, uh, liver kick. Uh, Kevin Holland broke his hand. He So Kevin Holland came out firing. He actually tagged and uh, made Wonderboy Thompson fuzzy after a couple heavy right hands. And Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, from that moment, blazed forward and proved that he was the better man that night with uh, more elite striking. Uh, his coaches, Kevin Holland's coaches, they said stop uh, basically doing the tango with this guy. Uh, 
Wonderboy Thompson wants to tango, and Kevin Holland was obliging. They were saying this is a mixed martial arts fight, insinuating that they should take Stephen Wonderboy Thompson down. But Kevin Holland, as we know, is a showman and a man of the people, and he wanted to stand and bang with Wonderboy Thompson, and that was uh, his last mistake in the fight. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson gets the TKO via corner stoppage. Wonderful, wonderful fight, wonderful card. The the main card had a ton of stoppages. Uh, RDA bounces back against Brian Barberina, the man. Barberina is the man. RDA is also the man. Uh, Matthias uh, Nikolai uh, defeats Match Schnell in a really, really cool strategy. And excuse me, RDA got the submission via uh, rear naked neck crank. Uh, but for the Nikolai versus Schnell fight, man, oh man, at flyweight. Nikolai just, he lured Schnell into a trap that made Schnell um, impatient. And Schnell kept committing, and Nikolai kept catching him with counters. I think it was about three counters that he dropped Schnell with. And uh, he ultimately finished him in a, uh, what would it be, a crossbody seatbelt grip. And just pounded him out with... uh, punches to get Keith Peterson to jump in there. So amazing performance from the number six flyweight. You probably will see him move up in that division. Really cool celebration. He's got a samurai on his back, uh, and he does uh, a samurai celebration. Matt Snell, nobody should disrespect him. He had an amazing fight in July, UFC Long Island, uh, probably the comeback of the year where he uh, was just absolutely beaten and battered early on in the fight and then was able to turn it around and get a triangle finish. So if Snell got hurt and was finished, you know uh, Nikolai is an absolute killer and well-deserved. Sadly, Tai Shui Vasa was beaten by Pavlovich, a guy who's probably never even wore shoes in his life, uh, via TKO. Sergei Pavlovich looked absolutely dominant, another big, freaking heavy-handed Russian in the heavyweight division. Uh I think he might be a team Fedor guy, not exactly sure, but looked absolutely dominant uh, dominant against uh, Tai Tuivasa, who, again, he, maybe he was drinking the same Kool-Aid out of the shoe that I was. Seemed like he was waiting for some magic to happen, some uh, rabbit to jump out of there and poke Sergey in the eyes, but there was no rabbit in the hat. And, uh, yeah, Tai just, uh, he was... Uh, he went down on his shield, so uh, tough fight, tough fight for him. Love to see him ba- bounce back. He is a fan favorite, no freaking doubt. The One of the craziest fights for me was uh, Jack Rabbit, to stay with the Rabbit theme, uh, Jack Rabbit Hermanson, uh, or Jack the Joker Hermanson. Beautiful strategy against Georgia's, not Atlanta, Georgia, the Republic, Georgia, the country, Roman Delice, uh Jack Hermanson with a beautiful strategy. He is always frantic movement, uh, jabs, low kicks, uh, uh, shoot, uh, fake shooting takedowns, snatching up a single, bringing his opponent down, great grappler, great overall game, great gas tank, not the strongest of fighter uh, middleweights, but uh, just an absolute great game plan early on. And then he got tangled up with Roman Delice, and that was the downfall because who would have seen that where Jack Hermanson has top position on the ground and Roman Delice is on the bottom uh, playing around with a knee reap, 
uh, throwing up arm bars, uh, throwing up triangles, and then ultimately turns the knee reap into a calf cruncher and throws up uh, Google calf cruncher, if you have no idea, and then from the, the bottom and back position, uh, wraps up his hands for uh, gable grip for back position against Hermanson and then just uh, ultimately lays on top of Hermanson, pressing so much. Again, it's called a calf cruncher, a uh, calf slicer. And uh, just Roman deletes a, with a just a brutal submission attempt. But Hermanson hung on, but that was not the end because Roman then freed his arms and was on top, free reign to do everything. Hermanson was in agony before the punches came, but as soon as Delice dropped the punches, it was good night, Irene. So great job by George's Delice, and uh, he moves up the UFC's middleweight division. Look for him to be in the top ten uh, of the division starting tomorrow. Another middleweight who looked phenomenal got it done in very different fashion. Eric Anders uh, looked dominant against Kyle Dawkins. Kyle Dawkins was coming off a uh, uh, surgery, I believe it was with his orbitals, uh, about six months ago. Maybe that was a little too soon. Maybe should have waited uh, three months, 12 months. But in hindsight, uh, you know, can't question it. The fighter felt good. He, he took a camp. He, he trained hard. He looked good early on, looked like he... Could figure out Anders, but Anders has the heart of a lion and looked phenomenal. Over and over and over was cracking Dawkins with an overhand right and a uh, right, uh, excuse me, an overhand left and a left down the middle. Over and over, excuse me, over and over and over. Uh, I just burped up uh, some of my Sicilian slices I just had. It was my uh, son's birthday, so I am uh, still digesting. Shoutouts to Emilio's of Comac. Very delicious Sicilian Everything square is amazing in that place. Uh, again, Emilio's of Comac. Love you guys. Uh, yeah, the the main card also started off with Philip Rowe versus Nico Price. That fight was crazy. Nico Price with the nonstop psycho pace, uh, the American psycho pace that he put on. Uh, Phil Rowe was weathering the storm. Got caught early in the third round. Looked like the tide was turning that Nico Price could... Uh, potentially get Roe out of there, but Roe weathered the storm, stayed in there, landed huge, long rights, beautiful, crisp lefts, and took Price out, of, uh, took Price out knocked him out of there. Uh, the main card, TKO, submission, knockout, knockout, TKO, 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 one of the best main cards of the year for the UFC, and another absolute killer combat sports weekend so ufc orlando tyson fury versus chisora uh obviously the storylines uh, around that mcgregor artem the ufc's betting scandal um patty and jake obviously but the fights were phenomenal first and foremost uh, i think we all tune in for the fights the uh, sprinkling on the cake again it's my son's birthday so i got cake and pizza in my mind might go have another cupcake but the the core of why we tune in is for the fights, and the fights were phenomenal. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Iktagon at Iktagon Everywhere. I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N. Get involved in the show. Leave a voicemail. Let me know. 
Here, this is gonna be really cool. We could talk this, or we could talk this. We could talk this. We could always talk this. Ah, we could talk more of this. There's some of this. We could do that. Leave a voicemail. Let me know. 646-820-9848. I'm your boy, Ike. I love you guys. Train hard. Love your family. Love your friends. Love your animals. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.